Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Nice to be here. Great to see you all. Hey, here's a question. Has anybody ever come up to you and said, do you want the good news or the bad news? Anybody say, I hate it. I hate it when they do that, don't you? Like, don't give me those choices. Not nice choices, just out of interest. Who goes for the good news first? Oh, okay. Not many, Benny. Okay. Who goes for the bad news first? Okay. Who doesn't want any news so they just run away? (laughs) That's obviously the the latter is the choice. Uh, But it's interesting. I, I think we live in a world constantly where we're surrounded by news, aren't we? Good news, bad news, and more recently, fake news. Fake news. Uh, A few years ago, I'll say a few years ago, um, the older I get, I realise when I say a few years ago, it means decades ago. Uh, So a few decades ago, (laughs) shall we say, if you don't mind, um, my uh, my friend uh, bought uh, a car that he'd been saving up for all of his life. This was like his dream car. Uh, I don't know why it was his dream car. It was a Volvo. (laughs) Any Volvo owners here today? Yep, just one. That kind of proves the point. And um, so he'd been saving, and he he got it like with all the toys, all the gadgets, all the paraphernalia, like heated everything, electric everything, and uh, he was so excited, and uh, he, he took delivery of it, and he, he'd only had it a couple of weeks. And now, listen, listen, please don't boo me for this. I'm just relaying the story, ladies. I'm just putting it out there. It's not my story. It's his story, okay? His wife said to him, darling, could I take the Volvo, please? And... Uh, he was like a bit reluctant to let her, but, but he, he let her. And then like a few hours passed by and he's starting to think to himself, hmm, I'm not sure she should be out for a few hours with it. And then all of a sudden it happened, the phone call. He picked up his phone. Hello, darling. She said, do you want the good news? Or do you want the bad news? Give me the bad news. I've crashed the Volvo. Give me the good news. The airbags work. (laughs) Now, I don't know in the overall scheme of things whether the airbags work is the kind of good news he was looking for. But how many of you know that life is kind of made up of some good news and some bad news? Or is that just my life? Like, sometimes I don't know where I am. Sometimes, like, within the same day, I can get some bad news and I can get some good news. And sometimes I just don't know what to do with myself because it's bad news, it's good news. There's a very famous children's book that is made up of good news and bad news. Like, the bad news is it started to rain. The good news is he had an umbrella. The bad news is the wind blew the brolly out. The good news. And so it goes on. And I think life can be a little bit like that. And it's like, how on earth 
Do you kind of navigate it with any sense of um, sanity, even when we travel through this world? And if, if we're honest, we, we can't, it kind of feels like we live in a bad news world right now, doesn't it? And it's kind of how do you, can you survive? Can you thrive? Can you truly, truly live in a, good, in a bad news world? Uh, just recently, I've had a few bits of bad news, good news things. And uh, I don't know whether that's a sign I'm, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm 54, just 54 a couple of weekends ago. It's not too late. <laughs> Cash would be preferable, but it doesn't matter what, whatever's best for your good selves. Um, but it seems, I don't know, it seems like, like health-wise... Uh, a few bits of bad news come along, and then, and then you get some good news. A few, about 18 months ago, I got this, this kind of, I got psoriasis, and I got this kind of, this kind of psoriasis thing on my leg. And my wife looked at it, she went, ooh. I mean, that's not the first time she said that about my legs, to be fair. <laughs> so in that sense, there was nothing new with this particular moment in time. Um, she said, you need to go and get that checked out. So I went up to the pharmacist and they looked and they went, mm, you need to get that checked out. I said, that's what I'm doing. I'm coming to you, checking it out. She said, no, you need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctors and the doctor said to me, mm, you need to get that checked out. I said, that's why I'm coming to you. Because it's my general understanding that you generally practice. That's what I thought. He said, oh, it needs somebody a bit specialist. He said, I think, I think... I think it's fine, but it could be a thing called Bowen's disease, which is a precancerous thing. Now, the minute you hear those words, like you start, your brain starts going wild. He said, I, I don't think it is. He said, but let's just get it checked out. And he said, just so you know, um, the, the, there's a bit of a wait, but we'll, we'll try and get you through. Now, I don't know about what you do. You know when you get any sign of any kind of ailment, the first thing to do is not consult anybody, but Google it. <laughs> Google it. And I think I've said in the past, never hit the images tag when you're doing that. That's, that's you signing your own death warrant if you do that. Um, but I did some research and I found that Poet's disease was most prevalent in 60-year-old women. I think that was bad news, quite frankly. Long story short, after months and months of cancelled appointments, I got an appointment, good news, yay! Yay, consultants are on strike, Ugh, bad news, bad news. Got a new appointment, yay! In the middle of a conference I'm attending, Ugh, but I've got to go because I've got to make it look like I'm prioritising my health. So I went there and, and it was all clear and it was good news. But like, the bad news and the good news and... It's, it's just a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? But I think, I think there's some clues as to how we can navigate living in a bad news world. I think there's some clues. And the clues are in the best place to go for all matters of life and faith, and that's the Bible. And so for those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you'll see uh, the reference coming up on the screen. You can turn to that in your own Bible or you can relax and we'll read to it 
uh, read it rather from the screen. But let's have a look because this is, this is a bit all about some good news. And I don't know where you are in your faith journey today, but I think there's some good news. Not think, scrub that word. I know there's some good news for you today. So let's have a little look. He says, after John was put in prison, that's bad news, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near, repent. Now that's a bit of a Christian word that means to turn away from the direction that you're going and turn around and start to go in God's direction. And why was that? It was because the kingdom, in other words, the, the whole rule and reign, the presence of God is near because that's who Jesus was. So the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Believe the good news. And then moving on, it says, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. I, don't, I feel like I'm doing, like, get you to sing along when I'm doing that. <laughs> but I'm addicted to it. His brother Andrew, <laughs> casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. I love, I love that it feels the need to clarify that. They were casting the net into the lake, for they were joiners. I don't know why it's anyway. <laughs> come follow me, Jesus said. Jesus said, come follow me to lots of people. He says it to every one of us today, whether you've never followed him or whether you're still following him. He's saying to follow us or as we were prompted this morning, if you've wandered away and not quite following him closely, he says to us today, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. A weird phrase basically means to go and take the good news to other people at once. At once. At once they left the nets. Now hold that phrase, just listen to that. At once they left the nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brothers John in their boat, preparing their nets. Now look at this next little bit. Without delay, he called, and then they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and followed him. It's really, there's a real dynamism to this little chunk from the Bible where you've got this kind of immediately, without delay. You find um, in the book of Mark from um, which this reading is taken um, that it, the word immediately or without delay or similes thereof appear 22 times. It's this really fast paced book and immediately they left what they're doing they followed Jesus immediately why because following Jesus was the best news it was every young Jewish boy's dream of a rabbi of which Jesus was one saying to them come follow me it wasn't it wasn't bad news oh well I would but I've got my boats I've got my nets well, what am I going to do with them? The nets didn't bother them anymore. The boats didn't bother. The catching the fish didn't bother them anymore because this was great news. Folks, I want to tell you, it's good news even being invited to follow Jesus. If you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, honestly, he's inviting you right now. And it's like the best news ever. But to help you fully appreciate this really good news, I do have to... Do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm not giving you a choice. I have to give you some bad news. See, the bad news is we live in a lost 
world. We live in a world that is completely lost. I read this story a few years ago. It's one of those stories that I really hope is true. I think it is, but even if it's not, I like it. So listen to this. It said a story, the true story of a large aeroplane's loudspeaker clicked on and the captain's voice announced, excuse me, in a clear, loud voice, now there's no cause for alarm or panic. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm already panicking and alarmed, aren't you? I, I hate flying anyway. I'm not, I'm not keen on it. I really aren't. I think it's, what puts me on edge is when you were approaching and it uses words like terminal. I don't like that. And then you get into the airport, final departures. Well, that's not encouraging. That feels like a whole heap of bad news to me. So I'm always a little bit on edge. So then he says, we felt that as the passenger, you ought to know that for the last three hours, we've been flying without the benefit of radio, compass, radar, or navigational beam. This is due to a breakdown of certain key components. You don't say. This means, I love this, this means that in the broad sense of the word, we are lost. <laughs> and not quite sure in which direction we are flying. On the brighter side of things, you will be glad to know we're making excellent time. <laughs> you know, do they know? How do they know? And I love that. Like, here's some really bad news, but a little bit of good news for you. Let's put a little positive spin on things to make it feel like good news. I'm telling you, following Jesus isn't about putting a positive spin on a bad life and a bad news world. It's about understanding that actually following Jesus is really good news. And the only good news you really know and, and navigating life with Jesus enables you to kind of deal with all the bad news stuff that comes along. See, I've discovered you can be lost and happy. So you cannot know what direction you're traveling in life. You can be completely oblivious to where you're going. So you can be lost, be lost but be happy. You can be lost and be unhappy. So you can feel lost and really feel lost. Or you can be lost and not even know it. In fact, it's interesting. There's a little sentence in the Bible. Those of you who know your way around the Bible, you'll be familiar with this phrase. It says, we all, like sheep... I've gone astray. Now, I know a little bit about sheep. I used to be a butcher. <laughs> no, it's not what you're thinking, I know. But I did a little bit, because I, I was intrigued by this little sentence. We all like, I mean, it's, it's a weird little sentence. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each has turned to their own way. So I did a little bit of digging around. And I discovered something that I kind of knew about sheep, but now I officially know it, that sheep are basically dumb. They are completely dumb. So like, what happens with sheep, okay, is they're having a little graze <clears throat> in some grass, and they're having a little chit-chat, I'm guessing, right? Meh, all right, that sort of thing. Meh. Now, I speak sheep, so I'll translate for you, okay? So they're having a little bit of a chit-chat, and one of them says, oh, eh, 
points like that. Okay. And, and he, he's, he's, he starts going over there. And then these sheep are going, like, why, why is he going over there? I don't know. Well, let, let's follow. So they follow. Okay. And then, and then one of them will leave from there, over here. And, and they're, what's, 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 what's gone? Yeah, over there. So, so, so they'll all follow. And, and this goes on for quite a while. And basically, sheep eat themselves lost. That's what they do. They eat themselves lost a little bit like when you're in a big Chinese buffet. <laughs> How did we end up by the spare ribs? I don't know, but I'm having some. It's just kind of like you're eating. And like you're just eating because, you know, you put a rib on your plate and a rib in your mouth, don't you, if you're a Chinese. And you just kind of, and they eat themselves lost. And it's like what it is, they're so preoccupied by what looks better that they chase after that, but don't realise they're getting lost. And they actually, in some instances, eat themselves to death because they get so lost and they may end up falling off the edge of the cliff or not being able to get back and they're, they're vulnerable. See, I've discovered this. Have you heard the phrase, the grass is greener on the other side? Sometimes that's because it's fake grass. <laughs> I went into my sister-in-law's partner's house and went, oh, your grass looks amazing. He went, yeah, it's fake and things can look really rich and beautiful from a distance, but when you get up close, you realise it's fake. Folks, I want to tell you with every confidence in my body, based upon 36 years of travelling around the UK, discovering stuff about God in my own faith journey, meeting so many people, that really following Jesus is good news. And don't let your eyes be turned or grabbed by anything else. This morning, come to the one who really, really is Good news, and I'll explain a little bit more about how you can do that towards the end of my talk. You see, that's the bad news. We live in a lost world, and without Jesus, we are, in fact, lost. We might be happy. We might be unhappy. We might not even realise we're lost, but we're lost. But the bad news is one thing. I want to tell you the good news. See, the good news is that Jesus came to this lost world. In fact, the Bible talks about that his intention was to come and to seek and to save that which was lost. His whole intention was to come to help us discover who we are, find ourselves. Another little story, passengers on the 1910 service from Cardiff to Birmingham could hardly believe their ears when they're told that their train, already 40 minutes late, was stopping seven miles short of Birmingham because the driver had lost his way. Uh, How? I mean, I'm not being funny, but like I've I've seen train tracks and, and I've seen train wheels. And whilst I wouldn't pretend to be an engineer, and a specialist in train wheels and train tracks. I feel like I've amassed enough knowledge to know that the wheels fit on the tracks. So just keep going. <laughs> so I'm struggling to get my head around how he's lost his way. And in fact, it was so bad, he had to be substituted by a relief driver. Now, I don't know how you broached that with the relief driver. Dave, Yeah. Steve, he's lost. 
What do you mean he's lost? Well, he's lost his way on the train. Yeah, and can you go and help him? Well, surely you don't need help. There's train tracks. And the wheels kind of fit the tracks. That's the way they're designed, funny enough. I think we must have been... I'm sure there's some technical reason. And if you know it, don't tell me, because it'll ruin my story. <laughs> but it is easy to get lost in life. And so I've discovered two tracks for living. That if we just keep going and keep trusting God, and actually to allow Jesus to be the substitute driver in our lives, because actually, even though God's laid it out very, very clear in the Bible about how we navigate this world, we do get lost, even though the way is as clear as anything. Jesus came into this world to find us in our lost state. And the two simple tracks are this, love God and love your neighbour. Love God with everything that you are, becoming a follower of Jesus, embracing this good news, getting yourself off on a great direction in life is all about saying to God, God, I put you in first place in my life. I want to love you with everything that I am and everything that I have. And it's about arriving at a moment in time where you say yes to God. I'm going to love you with everything that I've got. I'm very closely knitted alongside that is loving your neighbour as yourself. The interesting thing is many people are really good at loving their neighbour, but they just haven't quite got that final bit. They're brilliant at loving other people, but they just haven't got that final bit which connects us to God, which is loving God and putting him in first place. I, I love the fact that God didn't leave us just to navigate our life without him. He came to give us direction. Today, you can invite Jesus to be the substitute driver. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus came into this world, he showed us what God wants to do in people's lives. The Bible tells us they took him and they stuck him on the cross. When they did that, he was taking the punishment for the wrong of the whole world. That's people like you and people like me. And today, the immediately you can say yes to God and experience him for yourselves, whether you're here in the room or you're watching online in one of the different locations. And when you put Jesus in first place and put God in first place, you suddenly get a different outlook on life. One final story, one quick point, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to God for yourselves. True stories told of how one night a group of thieves broke into a jewellery store. The good news is they didn't steal anything. The bad news is they switched all of the price tags and nobody realised. Staff were selling expensive jewels that had suddenly become cheap and that which had been cheap suddenly had great value. Customers weren't getting what they thought they were getting. Our world switch the values of what's really valuable and what's really important. Folks, I'm telling you, just filling life with all the stuff that it offers is, is not the value. It, it'll, it'll leave you short. Real value is understanding how God values you. Summed up probably in the world's most famous 
little bit from the Bible, along with maybe one or two others, that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him will not die, but will have everlasting life. What's really valuable in this world, what's really good news in this world, is immediately deciding to follow Jesus. And I'd love to help those in the room or online who maybe haven't quite done that. But today is your opportunity. I wonder if you'd just close your eyes with me as we begin to draw this little part to a close by giving you an opportunity to say yes to God. Saying yes to God is simply about saying, God, I I don't want to live life without you anymore. I want to live life with you. It's about saying, Jesus, thank you that you came into this world and you took the punishment, not just for the wrong of the whole world, but but my wrong. Saying yes to God is about saying, with your help, I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to place value on things that don't really matter. I'm going to place value on what really matters because you place that value on me. And the good news is that when you give your life to Jesus, you actually begin to realise how valuable you are, how much worth you have. And it gives you this wonderful ability to receive the good news, but to take the good news to others as well. So if you're in the room here today, you've never said yes to God it's what I call a big yes about giving your life to God then why don't you just where you are now why don't you say yes to God in the stillness and in the quietness of your own heart and mind again I remind you you're simply saying God I've left you out I want to live life with you receive your forgiveness I turn around and saying those Words and just simply saying yes to sum up those words in your own heart and mind, if you mean it, then you're starting a really important part of the journey and starting today a connection with God. And so if that's you, you've never said yes to God before, why don't you just say it now? Just not out loud, just in the stillness of your own heart and mind, right where you are. As we're beginning to draw to a close, hand over in a few moments to sing our final song but say just say yes to God right where you are I think maybe it's appropriate as well that if you feel like you've wandered away and today you're coming back as Leon mentioned at the beginning just a degree out and just wanting to get that get back and you say yes again to God this morning why don't you just say yes again to God now in your own heart and mind, giving your life back to God. Now I'm going to invite those of you, particularly who said yes to God for the first time today, I'm going to invite you to do something very simple, just while every eye is closed, if that's all right. I'm going to invite you in a second to, to raise your hand for two reasons. Number one, there's some, uh, some of the helpers in the church have got some wonderful information that's just going to help you in that next stage, that next bit of the journey. Um, so I'm going to invite you in a few months to raise your hand. But secondly, because I'd, I'd love to just know that there are some people, so that will inform just how I finish my prayer 
before I hand back over. See, if you're here today, while every eye's closed, and you said yes to God for the first time, so we can get that stuff to you, and I'll say pray. I won't invite you out or anything like that. Then just where you are, would you raise your hand? Just raise that up in the, in, in the air for me so we can see. Love, there's a couple just to my right. That's lovely. And there's lovely, fantastic. Thank you very much. Not going to drag this out for too long. Um, anyone else? Lovely to see two or three people there just saying, yeah, I've said yes to God. That's fantastic. Anyone else just around the auditorium just before I pray? Somebody. That's lovely. Thank you. Someone down the front here. Let's, let me pray. That's lovely. Father, I want to pray for those uh, people that have said yes to you this morning. Uh, Lord, whether it's for the first time or to give their lives back to you. Lord, I pray that you would not only give them a new sense of direction, but you give them a new sense of worth and that they would really begin to realise more and more that following you is really good news. And that, Lord, as you've done something in them today, you'll cause them also to go out and tell other people the good news also. So I pray that whether they feel anything or not, they will know that something remarkable and real has happened to them this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say very quickly before I uh, sit down, because my time's almost gone. Um, if you're here today and you're saying, Mark, I'm not really ready to, to say that big yes to God. We'd love to help you to explore the, the Christian faith. It's a great church to explore. Or maybe you'd like to sort of become open-minded. It's what I call a healthy maybe. It's like saying, oh, maybe there's something in this. Or what I call a little yes is people that want to explore. Then maybe just go to the information point and, and inquire. If you're a little bit nervous, speak to the person that brought you. But then I just want to say one final thing. That reading that we read was from right at the beginning of uh, Mark's Gospel. The very end of Mark's Gospel, that's a command to believe the good news, but the very, very end is a command to go and tell people the good news. If you know today that what you believe is really good news, there's a world out there that needs to hear it. Go and tell. Go and be good news. God bless. Thank you.